Do you aspire to become a responsible leader? How do you see yourself now as a young man? Learning from challenges is one thing, but getting opportunities is another. If you're a young man who wants to learn about personal growth, life lessons, and leadership, tune in to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How's things? Good. Thanks for having me on, man. And it's a pleasure, brother. It's a pleasure. It's fun, man. We were, uh, it was uh, like six, might've been like six months ago or something. We connected and we just were going back and forth on trying to get a date. And I'm looking, I'm going, I mean, we're way out. Like we're just booked so far out, but I want to make this happen. I'm glad we got to make it happen, man. It's yeah, it's, a, it's an honor, bro. Seriously. Oh man, it's a pleasure. It's a, it's a, it's a good problem to have of like, oh, hey, I've got a bunch of really good men that I want to connect with. And I've got to like push it a little further out before I get to connect with a really good man that's doing really good things that I want to talk with. That's a good problem. You know, <laughs> how many, uh, how many, uh, how many guys you got on this thing? So we have got, um, you guys are crushing it, man. Like we, whatever it, it is, it, it's freaking, it's the best, man. Um, we have got, I've got 100 150, 160-ish young men currently right now. We've got hundred and 50, well, we're adding class two for the dads. So we've got 150 dads in class one. Um, you know, we'll do about the same for, for class two. And these are the guys that are going to go affiliate. We've got a couple hundred home education families. Um, so, you know, we get as many as we can that will join us live and then we get to record it and drop it in, you know, release it as an episode, but yeah. then drop the whole thing in, um, including like the debrief I do with the young guys that goes into our workplace platform afterwards, you know, so we can dive into stuff. I love it. You have my 100% support and everything that you guys are doing. I've been watching from the sidelines. Um, I've been a big fan of Tim Kennedy's for years as well. Um, savage human. You yourself also, sir, uh, your background and, and learning about you and, and how you show up in the world. Um, so just with love, care, this genuine heart, but you're a badass, sir. I know about you. Thank you, brother. So like Thank that, you. that's a man. That's a man, right? It's a savage, problem. dangerous, who has a beautiful heart and will share it with the world. And uh, is humble and gentle and genuine bingo it's the savage gentleman it's what we talk about with these guys right it's the ability to do both you're going to yeah. operate in the gentleman side of things the majority of time but you've yep. got that savage ability and not just the physical savage ability side right it's the intellectual savage ability yes. side as well yeah right? to be intellectually dangerous yeah to be physically dangerous but then to have both of those under control so that you can go forward so that you can serve so that you can lead, you know, and that's why, and that's why you and I, I mean, it's an easy, it's an easy connection. It's an easy vibe. Cause I know you operate in that same way, man. So we want to dive into you, man. We want to dive into you a little bit, talk right. about your journey a little bit, talk about the things that you're doing now, make sure that we can share that with everybody. And then we'll, you and I'll wrap for a little bit and then we'll just open it up, man. We'll let some of these young guys get on here and ask, uh, ask all the good questions, you know? So amazing. Yeah, super fun, man. So let's go back to Kyle at 15, at 16, right? Where was this guy in the world? What was he doing? Did he have his stuff together? Was he a hot mess? Was he somewhere in between? Like, who was this young guy? Let's start there, uh, and then and then we'll move forward. You know, it's crazy. I feel like I'm more my 15-year-old self than I was 10 years ago at 32. Explain that, because I get it, but explain that. So there's this 
excitement and freedom you feel at 15 and things are new and uh you have these hopes and you these dreams and you you feel like like um and you almost and you have this like this hope and this excitement but you also have this doubt and this push and then at some point when you get settled and you get married and you have some kids you turn into a I call it a toad <laughs> you turn into a toad and you just sit there and your eyes get big and you kind of your tongue starts sticking out yes and you just yeah. blah, blah. and then your wife kind of is like what happened to you and you're like i don't know what happened to my life i lost my fire and uh what it, it, we get soft we get lazy we get complacent we start then we start yelling at our kids to do stuff hey work hard son uh you can be anything you want to be uh or and then we'll yell at them in sports you know you didn't really put forth a lot of effort and they, yet we're not doing it ourselves. And so I had a moment where I just went back to that 15-year-old kid and just went on the attack at 40 and, and found him again. So, so stay in that place. Never stop learning. Never stop growing. The growth you have at 15, you should just continue to do for the rest of your life till the day you die. That's it. That's education right there, right? People always that they want to talk about education, but they want to steer, steer it towards school. And I'm like, no, 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 no. School is its own system. Education is for yeah. freedom. It's for sovereignty. It's for continual growth. It does not stop until you're six feet under. Yeah. That's and when education stops. You think about it like, like right now, like all these kids, it's like they're, they're thinking, okay, once I get here, you know, right. then then I can relax. Right. A lot of you guys are thinking, man, if I just make the money, you know, and I get the job, then I can um then I can sit on the beach and just chill and have my ties. Like you go there, you will be miserable. Yep. That's death. Yep. Yep. So the you are little warriors, and that will not change as you get older. You always have to be at war with yourself. That's right. Always always pushing, always getting better, always finding new ways to become more valuable to the world and have impact, mm -hmm. right? So this is the problem with, with older men they or, or middle-aged men. They, they never learned this, so they get there, and then they hit this brick wall where they're just like, why does my life suck? It's because they thought they were supposed to find a place where they could sit down and take a little rest on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Don't ever stop. You, dude, you, I love the way you're framing this because the reality is you start priming your brain to get to this theoretical point of being done, right? I'm finished. This is it. And now I relax. Your brain hears, relax. Yeah. That's what your brain hears. It, yeah. it hears all this priming. Your brain hears, you're retired. And so many young people, you know, we talk about, you know, the people that uh, that died early and their body just didn't realize it until they were seven. That was it, man. They retired at 15 because they bought into this BS. And so yeah. they never they never really went after it. You know, it's that whole Walden thing, right, of, of living in quiet desperation, man. It's exactly it. Did you so at 15, 16, you know, whatever, did you? have that fire did you have that example from your own dad and did you have that fire or did you have to figure it you had because you said you had to kind of figure it out at, at 40 so like what was the what was the example at home for you uh skateboarding man yeah 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 
what it taught me everything yeah because you hit that concrete and it's it's relentless and it is not going to give it to you yeah you will earn every bit of every trick that you land and every skill that you learn comes from blood and from broken bones and so (laughs) if you want it you're going to pay for it and because it's so hard and just smashes you you appreciate it it's like when you land that trick you're like so elated and I, I learned to just transfer that over into my life, into education, into the dreams that I had, into my relationships, into jiu-jitsu, into going to the gym, into everything, surfing, and just all just translated. But I didn't really know what I was doing. I just, I didn't know it was teaching me that. Yeah. But I always had this little edge of attack that other people didn't. And I know it came from hitting that damn concrete so much. Um, and the time, the time when I started to die inside was the time when I stopped skateboarding. Yeah. The same. When I picked that board back up and got back into that, as I got older, there was a, there was a, a, a time between like 23 and like 28 where I stopped skateboarding. I, w- I was making money. I was in the mortgage business at the time and, and it was cool. I was still on the attack, but it was too um, one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was kind of leaving my family behind a little bit. I wasn't taking care of my health. I, I just, I started chasing the money. Yep. And luckily in 2008, I lost everything, kicked in the balls, like lost all my money, um, ego smashed. And so now I'm seeking for something. That's when I became a firefighter paramedic, had to go through that of just getting beat down through that process. And at that time I picked up skateboarding again while I was in training to be a fireman. And that's when things changed for me. And then I had a series of level ups throughout that process too, where I would kind of get comfortable and I'd have to kick my own ass and then wake up and start again. It's like this rebirth all the time that a lot of guys get stuck in till the day they die. That's right. I like the way you're framing this, though, man. You had to almost go back to that that initial drive you had. Is it you almost picked up the the kid activity, right? Yeah. But it was a reigniting of kind of getting back to who you are. You know, I really think education wise, we do a whole lot of um, no school does a whole lot of adding things to the top of you. Education, a lot of times, it's not just grabbing more things; it's taking some of the garbage off and getting yeah. back to the root of who you were. And so you kind of intuitively yeah. did that. You know, you yeah. went back to that. Who were, what, where did you grow up? Who, who were you skating around when? Cause you and I are about the same age. I think, um, I think I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty dang close. We probably don't yeah, know a lot of the same guys. 42. Well. I'm 42. Okay. So I, I grew up skating in the, like really skating in the early mid nineties. Yep. Yep. So punk, we know. Punk rock and, and, sure. and, you know. So one of the guys I graduated with, graduated high school with is Stefan Janowski. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, legend, man. He's at my and we we had no idea. I mean, he was always a super nice dude. We had no idea, obviously, what he was gonna do, what he was gonna do, but that boy was always on a board. Yep. That boy was always getting after it. <laughs> a freaking stud, man. Yeah. So, so freaking cool, man. So you get back to skating, you get back to fire. Where are you, firefighter? Talk about that journey a little bit. So uh so here I am uh riding high. We got a skate park in my backyard, and like I got my dream house. My wife's got her dream car. We get obliterated. We lose everything. We, I got two kids. We move in with my wife's parents. So I'm a grown ass man now living with my wife's mom. Mm. 
Uh, and uh, there's a Coldplay song that I would listen to, and it, it, there's a lyrics in there that say like, uh, "I used to, I, I now sweep the streets I used to own." Like yeah. I would listen to that, and I, I would cry, bro. <laughs> I was like, yes. "What happened to me? I got washed up." And uh, so we were like, "All right, you know what?" I was like, "I'm just, I, I don't care. I'm gonna be a fireman. I always wanted to." And my wife's like, "All right, well, we we ain't got we nothing, bro. Yeah. yeah, do something." So do it. And and that took me three years, man. EMT school, volunteer firefighter. I was the oldest guy in the volunteer group. Um, I'm getting yelled at by like 21 year olds. I'm, I'm, I'm like 28, 29 telling me how much I suck driving, making eight bucks an hour, driving the, the, the EMT ambulance around. And, uh, and I was just like, man, this is harder than I expected. And went to paramedic school. I'm around these AMR paramedics that are just reaming me. Like I'm, they're all younger than me. None of them have kids. And they're just, they're almost making me cry every day as a grown man. It was, and I'm like almost pissing blood. I'm so stressed every day. I had no idea how how stressful this is going to be. Get my medic, work as a private medic while working an EMT job, while going to finishing my internship while I mean, it was just like four different things at the same time. I was never home um, and finally got hired in Thornton, Colorado as a full-time firefighter paramedic. I made it. Oh, I made it. Thank you. Show up day one. Now the real heat begins. Yeah. Just I got I got a bunch of like former military in there and yes. they real quick uh, sniffed out all my weaknesses and just obliterated me for like three years. Like. Just picked, 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 and God bless those men. I love them so much. What they did for me turned me into a man. At in my thirties, early thirties, I needed yeah. that so bad, and uh, they they changed my life, man. And I show after that, I started to show up to the world very different, gain confidence in that job, have a height, more heightened sense of awareness, uh, be able to make decisions, and leadership increased not only in the job but now in my home. Yep. And then as we go forward, I ended up uh, going to Orange County and yep. moving fire departments, starting over. I'm 36 in a fire academy now yes. with 21-year-olds. And uh, that was like the best. But at that point, my mindset was was yes. such that I appreciated the torture at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what it was doing for me. And um, I settled in there. And, and, you know, at this point, I've developed some skill sets. One, my marriage was really good. Um, I had a great relationship with my kids. Um, physically, I was 36 and I w- had kids. I was in very good shape. I had learned, uh, you know, fitness, nutrition, built some muscle. So now there's a lot of guys in the fire service that kind of let their shit go. Yep. Like, and so they started hitting me up. Hey, man, how do you do this? How do you like, do you like, what do you eat? Like, how much do you, do you drink? Like, what, what's your life like? So I started sharing my life, started getting them on training programs and then I started seeing the guys around me transforming, like getting ripped. And then their marriage is starting to get better. And they start like telling me how like, hey, what do you do with your son when he does this? And I, I start realizing I have this knack for coaching, even though I didn't know I was doing it. And then outside their friends, their family start hitting me up. And I'm like, I'm so busy. I can't do this. Yeah. And at the time, I was working with Wes Watson, not uh, not in a business sense, but he's a. We used to skate when we were kids, so I was just on his like okay. mid. Okay. I was, he was just giving me uh, like fitness stuff. I was like doing his workouts, and he was holding me accountable for my macros and stuff. He goes, "Bro, why do you not see that you have a hundred million dollar brand right in front of you? Like, 
He was trying to tell me like, bro, you're different. You're not like everybody else. You're, you're in a place where you can help so many people. And I kind of was like, we're just normal, bro. And he's like, you're not normal. Like, go, just trust me. And so I just put it out on my Instagram and we had like 40 guys sign up. And then two years later, we're like at 450 guys and superhuman fathers. And now like, I'm now, now I'm trying to figure out how to go. I've been off the job for 10 months yeah. on a leave of absence. I'm like, man, I want to go back to the firehouse, but I got this going. Yeah. Good no. for you, man. Those are good problems to have right there. And I and and mad props to what you're doing on on all of that stuff. I know I've got a few guys, I know a few guys that are going through stuff with you and saying, I mean, I have nothing but amazing things to say about all that. Ned, Ned Shout. Yeah, right? Ned. Ned's yeah. a friend of mine. Um, yeah. I know, you know, I know Ned very well. Um, have had Ned had Ned on the show years ago. Um, been on his show, know his family very well. His kids were at one of my campuses that I built, one of the schools I built. Just a good dude, man. Um, and just sees your crazy. He's so he's ripped, dude. Ned got he's ripped. Good, yeah. Ned's looking great, man. He's looking really, really good. That's cool. I didn't know that you grew up with with Watson too. I saw I, uh, him the other day. He lives next door. He's shredded. Yeah, yeah he's looking good, on huh, Micah. That's right. He's giving me a physique advice and like it's, how to eat, food, like what to eat, and right, how to make it, meal plans and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's looking good. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, I didn't know that you grew up with with uh, with Wes. I've spoken to Wes a little bit, just DMs. I don't know him. Obviously, I know some like we got some of the same friends and contacts. I know Bradley and and um, Bedros and and some of those guys, man. And Wes is an intense dude, and I freaking I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love yeah. it, man. I love the way he brings that. Talk, uh, that humility piece, I want to go back real quick for, you know, jumping in. You're like, all right, man, I got to do something to support the family. You jump in and then, you know, you're 28, 29. At 28, 29, you're still, you know, there is still for for a lot of men, there is, you're just kind of coming out of this developmentally. You're just kind of stepping into like adulthood kind of, right? Yeah. And then you're yeah. looking and you got these 21-year-old young kids. I mean, I know I was still 28, 29. I had still had a number of, of fights in the ring. And I was like, dude, I, I will go at it with anybody at 20. I would have had a hard time, right? With the humility piece. (laughs) How did you deal with that from a mental standpoint of just going, okay, man, look, the reality is I do have something left to learn. We inherently figure that out as we get older. I learn from these young guys every freaking day. I learned from like, so now I'm all about it, man. I'm like, I know I have to learn from every single person around me. I'm all about it. 28, not that freaking smart. So how did you, how did you humble yourself in that way? Like, what was that like? Dude, this is such a great lesson, especially like for these kids, man. Like just shut your mouth. Yeah. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel this fire start to brew up in your belly, into your chest, and you want to just explode. Mm. Shut your mouth. Put a smile on your face and realize you haven't earned shit. Mm. Nothing. You have earned nothing. Put your time in. You show up. You show up more consistently with more effort, more focus than anyone else on this planet, and you will rise. And someday that person will be asking you for your help. Just remember that Yep. because they're not as disciplined as you. That's it. So yep. the patience is in the fact that someday you're going to get to help that person. Bingo. They need your help because they're obviously overbearing. They're obviously have an ego. They're obviously controlling. And so somebody's going to have to help them. And guess what? It's going to be you, but it's only going to work if you keep your mouth shut now and be patient. Yep. And go earn it, earn it, earn, earn it. the right to be an example for that person. 
That's a that's a four letter word that we don't talk about. Uh, I think enough as a culture, we talk about it in this program quite a bit, but we don't talk about that enough as a culture. Is that earn that e word, right? Everybody wants something given, and if you don't automatically have it, well, then it's almost trendy to tell everybody how you don't have it and how you weren't given it and how you're still missing opportunities to get it right. And it becomes this virtue to put your victimhood on this pedestal. And earning is something that is no longer um, held in high regard culturally as a whole, right? But individuals and individuals that are making impact and individuals that are going to give you opportunities will always and forever value that. And that's exactly what you're speaking to right there is earning it. Yeah, we're entitled to nothing. That's nothing. Right. Entitled to zero things. Bingo. Yeah, so like and, and, and you guys, even with your parents and like you're entitled to nothing, you've earned nothing. You earned what you actually get. That's right. right? So the, whatever the world gives you, you've earned that. Yep. Until then, you've earned nothing. Yep. It's like a, a house. Like, hey, what is the value of this house? The value of the house is what people pay for it. Yep. Nothing more, nothing less. And and there's nothing. People get this mixed up. They're like, it's almost like by saying like, I haven't earned anything, or I, I I'm not at a position where I deliver the value that make me a valuable human. That you're putting yourself down. No, no. We're looking at potential, your potential. Your potential is massive, mm-hmm. like explosive. You just have to be patient mm-hmm. and, and realize like you don't need, I don't need to win against anyone else. I just have to, I have to put forth the effort. That's right. If I can look in the mirror and be like, I put forth all my effort today, all of it. I don't have to beat you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, that's it. You that's be a hard to... concept to grasp sometimes. Yep. But it's a hard concept to grasp for most men, most grown yeah. men, not just young men, most men. You should be able to go to bed every day and go, yeah, that was the best I could have done. Every single place, every single place that mattered, that was the best I could have done. Even if you're at the bottom of the barrel in, in whatever you're doing, that's a very special place to be. If people are, killing it around you and you're the worst you're in the right place yeah yep that's exactly right Especially if you're putting the effort in then it's like and you are then then you're surrounded by greatness yep you got nowhere to go but up sometimes kids get real competitive men get real competitive and they start to hate other men that are doing better than them when they should appreciate the opportunity to be in the presence of greatness that's exactly right you change that's a you guys that that alone is such a powerful is such a powerful concept. It's such a powerful thing to understand. Um, we, we being my wife and I, were um, were on a trip not too long ago, and and um, had a conversation um, with some people, and and it was extraordinarily interesting because we were we were having a conversation with people that we didn't know, um, people that uh, were were new to us, was a newer community, and and some super some great folks, truly good humans. But as we were talking to them and we were talking about, you know, growth mindset, we were talking about raising kids. We were talking about what we're doing from a business standpoint, talking about what our kids are doing from a business standpoint, talking about all these things. They started to come at us almost like we were some sort of alien sort of deal. Right. And we were like, wait a second, this is our normal. And the people that we have close relationships with our friends 
are, uh, you know, are the people, the people that we talk to, like, this is baseline normal. These are normal conversations for us. These are like, that's just baseline. And we forget. And that's yeah. what a blessing that is. We forget that that's not baseline normal for so many people. And so it was like, oh yeah, some people don't live this way. And that's, important. so I'm going to pour into them, but I'm going to spend my time back up here. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. we're going to make that choice. Yeah. have those people, you know, speaking into our lives, man. And you forget that that's a thing. So how do you do that with your, like with your family, with your understanding, with what you have grasped, how are you imparting these lessons with your own family as well? Like with your young heroes, you've got young kids that are this age. Right? Yeah. They, they have to watch me do what I tell them to do at a very, very high level. Yes, sir. I want them to be terrified to have to live my life. I want them to look at it and be like, how do you do that, dad? How, how do you do that? And then I want to invite them on the journey with me at whatever level they're ready for. And, and I find them just like anybody, the dial slowly turns up, the heat slowly turns up and they start being able to handle more and more and more. And as your ability to handle more stress and pressure increases, guess what? The more effective you'll be in everything in your life. Think about it. If you, you guys have all heard, you know, Kobe, Kobe Bryant would talk about how he would train four times a day. Nobody would get, get to uh, practice earlier than him. And he would do double what anyone else was doing. He didn't just start doing that. He was like, well, maybe, maybe I could show up this early. And then he did that for a while. He's like, well, maybe I could do this. And then he's like, you know, technically, if I go this early and then I take a shorter break here, I could fit another practice in later. And so it was this like slow dial increase of not being afraid to just add a little more, add a little more, add a little more until now. Then you see this king walking the earth that's like a god among men. And you're like, just a natural. Uh-uh. Nope. Not how that game works. It's who's willing to go deeper that's right. and see. Matt's no different than me in, in our pursuit of having it all and doing it all. Right. We want to have the, the fitness, the physique. We want to have a, an amazing marriage. We want to be leaders to our kids on a level that is impossible. We want to have spiritual connection that uh, most people will never experience. Right. All of it. As you grow up, most of the people you're around will think that it's an either or that you can, if you do this, you have to give up this. That is not true. That's a lie. It's a yes. And you need to know that now. Yeah. It's a yes and. It's yeah. An yes and. And I love the way you, yeah, I love the way you frame that, man. The the, you know, when you talk about Kobe, you're talking about one of the greatest freaking minds uh ever, as far as winning is concerned, right? And you look at Kobe even when he when he retired. Who are the you guys look at the legends when they retire? Say so if you if you pay attention to sports, look at the guys, look at the Michael Jordans, look at the Kobe Bryants, look at the you know, the Magic Johnsons, look at the, you look at the legends and who are they continuing to connect with as they go forward? They're, they treat everybody well, but they continue to connect with other legends because yeah. winners want to stay connected to winners. It's the only other person that understands the mind. That's it. It's the only yeah. other person that understands that mindset. Everybody else will look at you and go, you're freaking nuts. Something's wrong. Something's crazy. Or they'll, you know, lie to themselves with the BS. What Kyle just said, well, like you're the natural. No, you're, you're freaking obsessed to the point of you're going to make some stuff happen and nothing's going to stop you. And you understand the mind of other men who think the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, why, why, why do I reach out to Matt? Like 
I see him like a leader in the space. And what do I want to do? I want to help my people. I want to bless my people. I want to have impact. And I see Matt and I'm like, this guy's got, he's got it. He's doing some things that, that, that can fill my cup for my people as well. And, and, and we're just obsessed with just being our, the greatest version of ourselves. And so we start to see that in each other and we're like, what can I get from here? What can I get from here? And the more people that you have at this level in your life, the more accountability that, that you have, you're, you're painted into this corner where you have to perform. You have to be a good man. You, you don't want to disappoint your people. So you, I mean, you would rather get hit by a bus right. than disappoint your people. That's right. Then let anybody down. Dang right. Um, I want to, I want to open it up to you guys to ask questions, but I want to, um, so you guys can start putting your hands up. If you guys have someone want to call on you in here. Um, but I want to ask another question here on, on uh, with Kyle. So um, as you started diving into the, the health and fitness uh, space for yourself first, getting yourself uh, physically to, you know, closer to where you wanted to be so that you can now help other people too. Who did you, uh, look to as you started to to kind of go down that road to like who were some of the early mentors for you and mentors not meaning necessarily somebody that you had one-on-one but like who who did you read who did you watch who were you listening to um, yeah. was there anybody that kind of impacted you yeah so when I started like getting consistent yeah on the on the actual details of the health and fitness it was uh uh god who's the guy that owns legion athletics it's Mike Matthews okay yep Mike- Mike Matthews was like my first ed- real good educational piece of fitness yeah. and nutrition. But at the same time, I discovered Goggins. I discovered Jocko. Sure. I had discovered, um, uh, you know, I started just reading more and getting more connected to these like great, powerful men that were just showing up at a very high level every, every day without excuses. And, um, and there was, I still had, some negotiations in me yeah. and, and I didn't see them. I couldn't see them. I couldn't see my excuses. I had a bunch of excuses. I couldn't see them. When I started listening to Jocko and Goggins, um, I, I, was, I, could, I was looking right at them and I was like, oh, now I have to make a decision. And so um, they were massive influences to me. I mean, I probably listened to 120 episodes of Jocko's podcast. Like I was absolutely obsessed. Yeah, for sure. You know? For and sure. And then Rob, Rob Bailey in the Hustle Standard, that music, I would play that in my head for like five years. Every time I worked out, I would just play it and just blast it, just reorganize my brain cells to be on this attack mentality and no excuse mentality and winning the negotiations with myself constantly. And so, you know, I got to give those guys a lot of credit for anything that I'm doing now. Without them, I would not even exist. Freaking awesome. You have now taken the step to becoming a great leader of tomorrow. Join the Apogee program by visiting www.apogeestrong.com. For inquiries, contact us 916-728-0606 or email matt at apogeestrong.com. Thank you for listening to Essential 11, Shaping Leaders Among Leaders. Stay tuned for more episodes.